Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition pod of, I don't even know what we're calling this, it's not the Ripple Effect, it's not the box office preview pod, but I am Ken Jones, the chief film critic of the Onstage Blog Network. I'm here with Greg Earhart. Hello. Greg, great to have you. Thank you. And we are doing, I guess we're calling this a, a, just a special gift to the the listeners of the onstage blog network where <laughs> our podcasts are a gift to the world that's a very well yes they all are but, but this one's particularly special we're going to be going into uh a in-depth spoilers about avengers endgame hey where is uh, chris peterson on this he's surely seen this uh, by now uh, hasn't he oh you would oh. think but oh, oh no, no. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh no 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 oh, no wow no. he's too busy uh, living that jet set life, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he, he needs he needs content for his travel pod. Travel That's right. Pod up, but <laughs> so yeah, uh, if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, do not listen to this podcast. Yes, this is heavy, heavy, heavy this, spoilers. We, we are getting into everything. <laughs> yes. So, you know what? The great thing about podcasts is that they're you can go back to them at any time. So <laughs> after you've seen Endgame. You know, you can come back and listen to this. But for now, if you haven't seen it, just hold off. So, uh, with that said, let's get into it. Uh, so, we pick up Endgame, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks after Infinity War leaves off. Is that correct? Ah, uh, yes. I think yeah. it's two or three weeks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, obviously, Thanos... Used the snap with the Infinity uh, Gauntlet to uh, make half the universe disappear. And uh, a few weeks after that, he pops up on the radar of the Avengers. And they decide to make one last like run at him. So let's, uh, so let's start with, I think the first initial surprise was the Avengers kind of killing Thanos pretty quickly into the movie. Yes. Um, what did you think? Of, what, what did you think of that as it happened? I thought it was a very bold move. <laughs> I, I will say it's bold, but yet it was kind of the way they had to go because yes. my initial thought was I, I, I and I did not foresee Thanos destroying the time the Infinity Stones. I thought that was actually in character and a very clever. Uh, story I, I agree. When, uh, yeah, but I, so, I assumed I, I, I just they, they pretty much broadly hinted that time travel is going to be involved in this, and I think to do that they had to kill Thanos. Yeah. Um. Beforehand, otherwise he'd just use a time stone and you know follow them back, uh, yeah. basically. But I think the way they did it and the suddenness of which they did it um, was very jarring, and it made sense because. Yeah. If he destroyed the Infinity Stones, it basically would have almost killed him and made him extremely weak and haggard as they were very effective at, at, at portraying. Right. Um, so it, initially it was jarring. But then again, it, but then again, it was also like we knew this wasn't going to be the last we saw of him. And, right. uh, you know, it was sort of it, it didn't because it was so quick. It also didn't feel very good in the moment because, you know, he, he won. You know, he destroyed the Infinity Stones. He wiped out half the planet. And I thought that was very effective storytelling um, yeah. on behalf of the movie. Yeah, the uh, I, I really like uh, Thor. 
you know, lashing out in, you know, kind of a moment of, of rage. <laughs> and just, you know, right. lopping the guy's head off. And I also yeah. thought it was pretty badass that they, they chopped the guy's hand off, too. Right. When they first show up to uh, to literally disarm him <laughs> right. in the moment. So uh, there's a couple of things going on in this first hour. Um, one is, and and uh, we hinted at this when we did See, Don't See in our box office preview, is that it, it, it looked like the superhero is going to be sad for a while in this movie. And yeah. For almost the first hour they were. It was a lot of them moping around. Um, it, lot, yeah, you know. there was a lot of, I, I kind of, <laughs> you know, that's that's not necessarily like what, a lot of people look for in their superhero movies, but I did at least appreciate the fact that they let the characters sit with the loss, so to speak of, of like the end of the last movie that they didn't just immediately undo everything. And they I, had to, like, I agree. And like agree. carry that with them, you know? Yeah. It really raised the stakes of yeah. this because it really, it, and it, it really makes, Infinity War rewatchable and infinitely a a valuable piece of cinema because um, it mattered (laughs) and and that's why initially when when they went when they fast forwarded five years I was like wait what (laughs) you know like like, really yeah Um, but again it was just like this snap mattered (laughs) and there was they you know for five years the Avengers couldn't figure out what to do and. and they had to sit with it, and, and it made the entire rest of the arc of the movie, I think, that much more powerful. And I, I think, again, it's just another example that Marvel really knows what they're doing. Um, if DC had control of this, not to pick on DC, but you know, if most other you know studio entertainment uh, content companies take a hold of this, they just don't treat this. They just don't have uh, the guts to treat this the same way. Right. Um, you know, it's just it's a much quicker bounce back. They're like. It's much more vengeful, much more early. Like, oh, we're gonna go back and kick butt immediately. But you know, it mattered, and it really took um, a fluke in Ant Man. You know, coming yeah. back from the quantum realm thanks to a rat. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that real quickly. Um, I was there had to be. I was trying to figure out if there's any symbolism involved in in the rat bringing Ant Man back, but I couldn't. You mean really... like at the end of The Departed? <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Right? <laughs> I, I did not think of that. I just thought it was one of those like really fluky things. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So um, it just mean a fluke, or I was just I I, I thought that, trying to figure out if there's that other meaning to it, but I don't I don't know if any other meaning would make sense. But no, I mean nothing nothing comes to my mind off yeah, the top okay. of my head. Okay. Uh, we should also mention that uh, the the opening of this movie is is Hawkeye at home with his family. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's at the moment of the snap, and and he turns around and his daughter's gone, and then his two sons and his wife, and and that sets him down on a path to yeah. becoming uh, Ronan, who goes around exactly yeah. vigilante justice on criminals. Well, and again, that's another great example of the director and the story really making the snap impactful. So, because mm. even if you just if you just stuck with it from Infinity War at the end of it, it was superheroes going and superheroes are real, but they're not real. And it's like okay, but you know, when you see you know a ten year old daughter, however old right. the kids are now, when they go, and then it really plants in your head. Oh my gosh, this is what like a Thanos snap real. would be like in real life, and then yeah. it's it's just. It just sets you up for that low, you know, so that when the high just feels that much higher, you know, when it's, uh, yeah, when you get to it. And then, uh, also, Captain Marvel shows up in space, uh, to 
save Tony Stark and Nebula um, out on the uh, whatever the name of their ship is. Oh, um, uh, the Benetton brings them back to Earth. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is why I I like Brie Larson. I, I, let me back up. I like Captain Marvel as a character. Just from like her personality standpoint, I think mm-hmm. Brie Larson's a good choice. Yes, I'm gonna have a lot of problems with her movies if like if she's this powerful and she's able to do this kind of things as easily as she can. Okay. It's it's my same problem with the Incredible Hulk. Like if your superheroes are too powerful, there's just no particular drama um, to them, mm-hmm. or they're gonna have to just go against you know equally powerful forces. And then it just right. becomes a different type of movie. So I. I you know, so like when that plot point happened, when she just oh well, she saves Tony Stark and she'll just transport the ship back to Earth by herself. I'm like, eh, okay, it's that's we already have a Deus Ex Machina, you know, ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> well, <know>? I mean, <laughs> and it's not is I don't think they had any problem. I don't. I didn't have any problem with her finding them, um, because I mean, they they show the preview uh, or the 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 tag at the end of Captain Marvel where she shows back up. Uh, on Earth, asking where uh, Samuel L. Jackson is. Right, Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick Fury. Right. Uh, asking where Nick Fury is. And uh, Rocket is on Earth at the end of Avengers Infinity War. So I'm guessing you can yada yada something into, you know, he he gives her like a, you know, heat signature or, or whatever of his ship and she can locate it and yeah i i actually don't uh, my my quibble is not actually with her finding them it's actually more just i mean her abilities are so massive that she can Mm. take a spaceship by herself all the way back to earth and you know it's just it's it's more of a commentary on the future of marvel and captain marvel she's expected to be the flagship or at least a key, you know, uh, character going forward. Uh, right. So that was just a little comment. I, I, w- just, I will say you know. I was very happy with the way that they used Captain Marvel in this movie mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were concerned that she might, because she was so powerful, uh, and she was also being introduced at like the very last like stage. Yeah, that she might overpower the movie and yes. have like too big of a role. Um, but I thought they, they used her pretty uh, judiciously and, and had her at the beginning like that, uh, have her go with them to uh, confront Thanos uh, on his planet and, and help to, to try to defeat him. And ultimately Thor kills him. Um, but then she kind of goes off and is doing her own thing and then shows back up again at the very end. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think she had to be used judiciously, and I think they were, um, and I think they were right on the mark. Yeah. So, like we said, we jump ahead five years. Uh, Ant Man comes out of the quantum realm, um, and which everyone, I think, a lot of people knew that the quantum realm was going to play some kind of factor in this movie. Yeah. Um, that you know, it, it's it's kind of a not a MacGuffin, but it is a real, you know, I think like you said, deus ex machina, where you can just kind of use it to do whatever, um, kind of shape it to how, how, how you need it to be, so <laughs> right. to speak. Right. Um, the, the <laughs> quantum realm didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, uh, as to what it was in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, right. So, and I have, I have less problems with that in comic book movies because comic book movies should be sort right. of 
you know, fanciful and farcical even in a little bit. And uh, they're not grounded in realism, you know, like, right. uh, you know, the Batman movies, uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were trying to be. So it's uh, I'm yeah. totally fine with it. Yeah. So Ant-Man comes back. He he uh, finds out what happened while he was gone. Um, he, he reunites with his or reconnects with his daughter, who's five years older. She survived the snap. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they, the, the movie cuts to New York City, where um, you know Captain America and Black Widow are having a hard time moving on. A lot um, of moping. A lot, lot of, of moping going. On. <laughs> uh, but then, anyone answered three to that C don't see category? Uh, boy, this is this is your movie. You be, you, if you haven't seen it yet, go down there right now. Guilty. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So then uh, Scott Lang shows up um, at the Avengers headquarters to tell them that he's got this idea about using the quantum realm to kind of go back and and undo this stuff potentially because while five years has passed for everyone on earth it's only been five hours for him when he was stuck in the quantum room right uh so that leads them to going to ask tony stark's help uh he's initially reluctant he's you know married to pepper they got a kid um and so yeah then so, do we know uh, where the Avengers headquarters is? It's like I'm guessing like Poughkeepsie. <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, uh, no, I, I think that... there was a shot. There was a shot in the movie. I want to say uh, where it, it looked like it was just a little bit north of New York City because I could see the. I I swear I saw a shot where there was the the New York City skyline in the background. Yeah. Um... Like Google off in the is, distance. Google isn't much help right now because it's giving me like headquarters in various comic book inter, uh, inter, iterations. Right. Um, I'm trying to see if I can. Uh, Maybe it's like Nyack or something. <laughs> Shout out to Nyack or two of my cousins. Danbury, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't really help. Oh, I was just I curious because like obviously Scott yeah. Lang, Ant Man, came from San Francisco. Um, right. And they and the, brought his band with him too. And I was just wondering if they were going to. If it was in New York, if he really went cross country in the van, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. So, anyways, they they uh, you know convince Captain or they sorry they convince Tony Stark to uh, uh, help them out, although he's reluctant at first and very reluctant. Says he's no. a daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also magically just you know happens to solve time travel <laughs> like in an evening. <laughs> <laughs> but they make sure that was one of the things I really liked about the movie. They they yada yada the whole time travel thing, right? But also right. like throw in like all these like big like scientific sounding terms and like <laughs> that are named after yeah. people, and yeah. so it makes it sound legit. But you really know that they're just like, please don't think about this too long because if you do, you'll right. <laughs> a lot of it will probably break down. And I think it was an interesting choice to have a couple of of the heroes sort of do okay in this, in the post snap world. I mean, again, yeah. Tony Stark had the family he always wanted, yep. not necessarily as a result of this, but sort of in the process of this, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think the um, Bruce Old Banner Bruce. certainly found yeah. P- 
piece. He's doing okay for himself. Right. <laughs> right. He's doing all right. And, you know, I don't think any of them are happy to snap happened, but they certainly found. So some found peace with it and some didn't. Right. And I think that's realistic. You know, I think that's, yeah. I think it happened, you know, we, I think we some get, people... uh, we get Professor Hulk. <laughs> right. In this where <laughs> Banner and Hulk have like merged. Yeah. To create like an in-between like best of both worlds kind of thing, right. I guess. Right, and there's some very funny gags uh, related yes. to that. Um, and of course, uh, you know Thor. Um, Thor is has not the, the five years have not been kind to Thor. <laughs> um, you go. Uh, who is I guess it? Asgardians um, don't digest beer that well. I mean, they were you know they established in the I think in the first movie that. Well, maybe maybe uh, maybe the flying around all the time uh, helped, like you know, keep the. Yeah the weight off or whatever How right the well as guardians right they know? burned a lot of calories i think they established like thor i may remember in the first movie he was like eating constantly you know because Look, you know that's drank uh, a lot too constantly right so i mean that's a lot of beer you had to drink to you know yeah. you kind of take on that kind of gut yeah so uh, yeah spoiler alert. <laughs> don't have to say spoiler we have fat thor <laughs> which is just a delight oh an absolute delight yeah and, uh, and they stick I mean, with if Thor's going to be comic movie. relief now, then you might as well just. Yeah. And I, I'm not happy about him just being pretty much 100 percent comic relief. Um, well, and, I mean, he's not just comic relief though. Like he 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 gets a story from like the beginning of Infinity War all the way through the end of Endgame. Uh, you know yeah. where he's he like he's really broken up about. No, no, he no. Correct. I, I don't. He's not like Chris Farley comic relief. You know, where no. he just the entire time. But I mean, I watched um, the first Avengers movie, and the Thor in that is just miles apart from the Thor of today. Right. And I'm not saying characters can't change. It's just like the Thor. I, I, I think ultimately, I think the best possible Thor is not you know, the comic reliefy Thor that they have now, but that's, I, that, I mean, Chris Hem's work has, has knocked out of the park. He's he entertaining has. as it, I laugh at his, at the joke. So I can't complain too much, but, uh, yeah. I, you know. I, I think it's, I think it's been a good decision. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's fine because, you know, Captain America is, is super serious is a pretty, you know, except for, you know, the, the running gag about his butt, you know, <laughs> during this, which um, we will get to. Right. Right, but so it's it's fine with me. So you know you don't want too many of the Avengers being too serious about it. So right. you know, and Iron Man's very quippy, and so yeah. Thor can be a little more comic relief, which is yeah. fine. So, so the Asgardians that survive the snap or survive the um, the opening of Infinity War, where their spaceship was blown apart, uh, somehow miraculously get to Earth and settle in. So- so I don't Somewhere? think all of them are on that spaceship. That was sort of my yeah. takeaway. I still don't um, understand what happened there, but <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, whatever. They they're or, on Earth. or I mean, Thanos wouldn't have killed all of them. He would have only killed half of them, right? Right. I mean, right. Sort of I'm just wondering there. how the other the half that survived how they got to Earth. Oh, right, because the power stone blew up the entire ship. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean. they must have not all been on that ship. I mean, that's something happened. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. So they're on Earth. They've they've settled, like, uh, New Asgardia. I can't remember exactly what the name is or whatever, but um, I think it's I think it's that sounds New Asgard. Canada. Yeah, New Asgard. Um, I, I'm not sure where it was. Somewhere on the coast. Was it? So I. Hmm. It, it's in America. 
I want to say Canada, like Newfoundland or something. Yeah, it felt a little northern. Yeah, yeah. to me, and I even um, I wasn't even convinced it was this side of the pond, uh, so to speak. Yeah. But um, so we get we get uh, Valkyrie reappears. She's still hanging around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's cool to see. And uh, yeah, sure. Korg and and uh, his buddy uh, are playing video games mm-hmm. in, in Thor's. <laughs> In Thor's uh, abode, right, right, getting into uh, flame wars with uh, whoever they're <laughs> they're fighting right. on the video game with, right. On the other Which, end, I'd be curious if Fortnite would exist in a post-apocalyptic world where half the universe is gone. I would think oh. they would divert resources to you know industries that would really need the manpower. But yeah, uh, but at the same time, you still have to have those uh, you know <laughs> sources of uh, excursions. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, to take your mind off of losing, you know, half your family and whatnot. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. So they uh, they they try to convince Thor of their plan, uh, which it, we haven't said the two words here yet, but uh, I think it's time. Uh, time heist. Mm. They 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 have the plan to go back in time and to take the Infinity Stones, craft their own gauntlet, and use it to undo the snap yep yep <clears throat> and thor eventually i think signs on because they say they have plenty of beer <laughs> so, <laughs> so he agrees so, to go so this was a this was a pretty different take on time travel than we've seen in it was most a very weeks. different take yes and they actually made a point to say all yes. this time travel movies we love are basically a bunch of bunk yeah. Um, you know, they but, literally you know, say that the Back to the Future is BS, <laughs> right? <laughs> Supposedly, um, the the producers and the directors of an Endgame consulted a bunch of physicists about this, and they right. said if time travel were to be real, how would it work? And they basically said the way they described it in the movie, which is why, yeah. why they did it that way. Um, I have to say, I mean, again, <laughs> there's never a clear. There's never a non-confusing answer to time travel, how to do it in the movies, because however yeah. you do it, wherever the plot goes, it's going to be confusing about what happens, what doesn't. But this is sort of the most sensible time travel explanation. Yeah, it still anyway. made my head hurt a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, especially when it's, you start thinking about, yeah. like, where's Loki now? You know, because, like, you know, that affects, you know, a certain. it's like it's it's like certain aspects of the present are affected but not most of it you know right. especially if like loki might now be alive you know because he well, stole the tesseract yeah he used the tesseract to go to his uh disney plus tv show <laughs> right <laughs> right but i i actually I, I did enjoy this explanation of time travel because it, it i mean again nothing there's no explanation that will not make your head hurt in some fashion but it kind of makes sense it's like right you know it's uh you know you go back and pass it's just part of your, your new pass you're always going forward, right basically um in, in some fashion you're never really going back and reliving you know the uh what happened so i did appreciate i I, pre- I did appreciate uh that aspect because if, if they went back into like terminator explanations of time travel then it, then you're just kind of getting lost then, then it really becomes distracting, you know, and then you're getting to the whole, is it fate versus free will, is time predetermined, yeah. et cetera, which is, you and I both scored threes in the time travel see-don't-see category uh, last week, so I'm all in for any type of explanation of time travel, but uh, this one was a really was one that really worked. Yeah, uh, so the line that they use is, if you go to the past, then the present becomes your past, 
Yes. And the past becomes your future. Yeah. So there's absolutely no reason it would change. Right. Right. So we're and not that, getting a, and th- that's directly from, um, from the, uh, the, the, the movie. Yeah. But it's also think, from an interview that they gave to, uh, the New York times, which yeah. is very helpful. Um, I would recommend, mm-hmm. uh, everyone get a chance to read that if, if you can. And I think someone in the movie explains that even though that's the case, it doesn't make it not dangerous because right. if the one oh, time yeah, the, is, the, um, uh, Tilda Swinton's, yeah, um, the ancient one, ancient uh, one. Because, you know, if you have one timeline that's now split into, you know, 30 different timelines as a result of monkeying around time travel, you know, that 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 causes a lot of instability and disruption. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not a good outcome, you know, even though it wouldn't necessarily cause your timeline to implode. um, I think that's reasonable. And I think that's actually a good sense. Um, Yeah. So. So which so there are several. So again, they're time traveling. They agree they have to go to yeah. really technically four, but really kind of three different um, places. Time periods, yeah, time periods. Yeah. Namely, you know, New York, Battle of New York, to get yeah. three of the stones: um, the Mind Stone, the Space Stone, and the Time Stone. And then to Asgard and Thor: The Dark World for the Reality Stone, <laughs> and then to Vormir. Which- <laughs> just a quick like little timeout like the yeah. dark world where where the scene where thor basically tries to explain the plot of the dark world movie <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's hilarious the, like drunk history uh, episode yeah and really like that's the way that you should treat thor <laughs> right <laughs> because it's one of the uh less I, I would say it's it's probably toward the very bottom of the uh, mcu yes yes and overall quality but yeah. Very oh, funny you know, hearing it from Thor's. Ken, we did we, we did forget one aspect in the first act. We should we should really come back to it. Um about Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Ronan. Right, uh, right, 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 right. How right. did that work for you? Uh just um, watching it. So I, I'm not familiar with the Ronan character uh as far as Hawkeye is concerned in comic books. Mm-hmm. Um I I thought the idea that um he would go on this like kind of dark path of hunting down uh criminals that survive the snap and are still uh you know in their criminal ways Mm -hmm. and deciding that they don't deserve to live when his kids and wife didn't aren't around uh yeah i I can see him doing that i guess so that Mm -hmm. that kind of worked for me um yeah. yeah, at first, I, so my initial thought was I didn't really, it felt a little extraneous to me. Um, you know, I like a little extra padding um, to the movie. I, I understood that it really worked to build up to the scene in Vormir, where, yes. you know, which we'll get yeah. to in a little bit between Black Widow and, and Hawkeye. Um, so, like, that, that scene just doesn't work as well if you don't have, right. you know, hit the Ronin scenes, basically. Yeah. The, so the, um, the, uh, and really like Hawkeye and, and Ant-Man, uh, for, for two characters that weren't even in Infinity War, they get, they get a lot to do, in, yeah. especially in the first, uh, first act of this movie. Right. Right. It's as much their movie as it is the original Avengers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess ultimately I uh, come in on the positive side, um, for Ronan, but it's, uh, it'll be interesting if they go, if Hawkeye, uh, 
it'd be hard to him to go back to the Ronin character, you know, now that his family's yeah. back. But uh, I guess so. I guess we'll see. I mean, Ronin would certainly give him a new edge. And I, you know, when I when I saw they're doing a some type of show about him, like to do what? You know, it's supposed I mean, to. From what I had read, it's supposed to be him training basically his replacement, like a new Hawkeye. Oh, his daughter. I don't know if it's his daughter or not, but it, I mean, it might be. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm pretty sure it is supposed to be a female character. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so where were we? We were talking about time um, travel. Yeah, the time travel. The three, the three different uh, settings. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, go ahead. I thought it was an int. So I think we should start with Battle of New York. That was sort yep. of the one the most anticipated i think that sort of leaked out through the toy sets that there's yeah and and some some uh set photos too that leaked out yeah and i they they really so i was really curious what was going to happen with this um whether they're going to relive the entire battle or or what it, was going to happen or yeah. take on loki again you know like I have a it new is set. a little back to the future too <laughs> right which i appreciated yeah that's right but so for the most part, it, they just kind of happen to be there. Right. Um, I mean, they 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 show the alien the the Chitari, you know, for a few seconds, but also it's like they're kind of walking around, you they're know. Trying, outside, they're trying but, not to be seen, right? But uh, they do have a funny. So I mean, the the bit where they walk in at the very end after Hulk smashes Loki and they're all having a drink and stuff, you know, they, these are little touches that work really well. Yes. Um, and. So I, I think we have to say overall, again, my initial reaction. So the second act is really, it, it, let's just say it's, it's a lot of fan service here and it's a lot of, it's yeah. very, it's very kind of jokey. It's kind of, it's, it, there's a sense that it's playing the hits Yeah, because it's, it's going back over old beats, but in like a, you know, a slightly a skew or from a different camera perspective. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I think it's. It feels like its primary goal is to make the audience laugh above you know all else. Um, outside <laughs> of really the Thor, uh, Thor's mom scene, which was right. I don't know if it really hit the notes in terms of trying to make you feel the way you felt, but it was a nice little scene. It's good to see Renee yeah. Russo back. Yes, um, always good to see Renee Russo. <laughs> but that was. But so it, my my one criticism of the movie is this sort of act i really i think they missed an opportunity here um to a little bit to be a little bit more tense um with this again i me personally i didn't really feel much tension throughout this and again i don't think they're really trying to be tense i was i was hoping they could have really used it to sort of another kind of race against the clock against thanos like which they sort of did when thanos was starting to figure out what was happening right um but they say that to the very end, and it wasn't really any like, oh my gosh, we have to get all these stones, even if they don't know that Thanos figuring out, but the audience knows. So it's yeah. like race to get the stones before Thanos, you know, sort See, of. I, I think what worked for me was that it was it wasn't necessarily like a race against time, but it was a race against um, trying not to screw it up. Uh, because they're, they're right. in yeah. this timeline, they're 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 back in this timeline, uh, back in New York City, um, back on Asgard uh, during the Dark World uh, part, and you know, Vormir and and whatever the planet was that Quill's on at the beginning of Guardians. Yeah. Um. And and there's they they. <sighs> 
some of that stuff they're in uncharted territory because they don't know what to expect when they get to Vormir. Um, the the people that go to the other planet out there from Guardians don't really know what they're getting into either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's I, I, there's I don't know it, I didn't have as much of a problem with it. Um, and I'm not you know um, I'm not trying to be like an unabashed like completely uncritical eye on it but. yeah no i mean i'm just i'm just talking about my preference because again as as if you don't know you will know throughout the series of box office previews i tend to like drama and tension more than comedy like, particularly in action movies like i'm fine with comedies being comedic obviously but yeah. uh i really want my action movies to be more about action and, and suspense than sort of uh comedy so um, i think yeah i, I but, think they've they did a pretty good job of balancing the comedy with the drama and the, cause there's a lot of drama and stuff in the first like hour of this movie. Uh, well, I would, get, call it drama. To get... I would call it, uh, okay. but it's, it's a, it's a lot more somber in the first hour. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know? it's as drama as a and, funeral is dramatic yeah. as a funeral. It could be, you know, <laughs> so it's, it, the first hour is very somber. The second hour lightens up a lot. And then the third one is just basically all out war. Yeah, and I get yeah. it, and 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 if that and if that was a purpose of it, because if you have your second and third act just be, you know, it might breakneck pace, happy. it could lo- it could make the third act lose a little bit of, you know, it wouldn't have the momentum and uh, it wouldn't have the uh, the charge that you know we did watching it. So so I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. It's just it didn't the time travel set pieces, except for Vormir, where Black where Hawkeye and Black Widow are. Uh, it didn't totally work for me. It's just I was just kind of like, okay, it's if they're not, they're clear they're going to get the stones um, because again they're kind of more worried about comedy, you know, especially in New York and in uh, yeah in Battle of New York. So um, then I'm like, okay, let's fine, let's get on with it. The we should uh, do. You want to talk about Hawkeye and Black Widow? Uh, yeah. So when they 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 set off from. Uh, the planet from the beginning of Guardians, we should really know what that planet's called instead of just calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> but they set off to go to Vormir, and at that point, it dawned on me. I said, oh, crap, only one of them is coming back. Right. Because the Soul Stone requires a soul for a soul. As, we, as you know, Thanos sacrificed yeah. Gamora in the first movie. And, and this was acquire. their challenge because we were introduced to Vormir in Infinity War. Yep. We knew so Black Widow and Hawkeye didn't know the rules. No. But the audience but did. did. So I watching this happen in real time, like, how are they gonna do this? Like is you know, is this just gonna be run of the mill or how are they gonna make the tension here? And they really pulled it off because they did. And they did and it for a, yep. Yeah. It's exactly how those two characters would approach that, yeah. given what we've seen from them uh, in the in the previous movies. Yeah, and again, it's these little touches, just like because again, we saw in Infinity War that Thanos was broken up about the choice, but he made his choice pretty quickly. You know, he yeah. was pretty resolute, and and Hawkeye and Black Widow were not. You know, they were kind of sitting around hoping Red Skull, you know, would budge. He clearly didn't. <laughs> you know, he was. Right. I, I don't know if I'm making this up. Did they try and trick him or something? Uh, I don't know if they tried to trick him. I think they were just trying to <clears throat> wrap their heads around the situation yeah. and yeah. you know oh, they decide. <laughs> yeah. 
they they I think they were thinking they didn't believe him. Like he's sort of he's yeah, trying to trick them. Yes, and, they did. You're know, right. Um so we had that, and this, that was very effective. And then, you know, just the incredible back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I was like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. No, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do it. It was a, at least a double, if not a triple fake out, you know, because yep. first, I mean, my immediate thing in my head is, okay, Black Widow's going to do it, and then Hawkeye's going to save her, and then he's going to sacrifice himself, and that's it. But then that happened, but then it was another, you know, it was an additional, you know, fake out of beyond that, and it just yeah. pulled off really, really, really super well. Really effective. Uh, and did not, I, if there was betting odds on Black Widow dying, I never would have taken him because I just, a, they had the movie coming out about her, and I just I didn't think they're gonna kill her off. You know, I thought yeah. there might be someone they bring back for the occasional movie or two down the road. Um, you know, and uh, so good for them. It was it was bold. Um, it was, and uh, and but also and fitting. One of the it, highlights it of the fit. movie, to be honest. That just yeah, said. yeah, it, it it fit her character. Yeah, and it was it was a good good time for her to go out if she was going out. What do we think so. about? Um, War Machine uh, getting significant screen time. Um, yeah, <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> a lot of play for for, for Don Cheadle here. Was it like in his contract that like one of these movies? I you know I, I have to have one in thirty minute screen. You guys got to give me something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the this particular iteration of War Machine is not that just particularly interesting. I don't. I mean, again, he's not meant to be yeah, a dynamic personality, yeah. and so. I'm just it is it is a surprising move to give him that much screen time. Um, as well, did. I think I, th- I think uh, you got three separate missions. You have to, or really four. <laughs> you got to break people up into into yeah. pairs and groups and stuff. So it's helpful to have like a, a utility player, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can slide in with somebody if you need them. Yeah, and we haven't talked about Nebula uh, that much. She was obviously she was a very important character yes. in this, and and she, you know she's not the MVP, but she kind of wins best uh, supporting MVP. Yes. I would say, yeah. Uh, so this... almost cost the mission, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, right? Almost is the the downfall of everything because when she goes back to uh, the I guess it's 2014 timeline, yes. right? Uh, with uh, war machine uh her network syncs up with 2014 version of nebula yeah right that's on the ship with with thanos yeah and so that allows thanos to access her her memories right which are recorded so she's able he's able to discover the plot of of what the avengers are doing yeah. and trying to attempt he realizes at that point that his future self had succeeded in doing what needed to be done that he thought needed to be done uh, and acquired all the infinity stones and, and did what he wanted to do. Um, and he also saw himself getting killed. So he uh, goes to that planet and captures Nebula and switches the Nebulas so that the Nebula from 2014 goes back to uh the present or five years from now i guess this is really confusing (laughs) (laughs) yeah but basically switches nebulas and evil nebula goes uh back to the avengers and attempts to sabotage everything yeah and and i really and and i thought karen um is it jillen or gillen i don't know oh i really don't know (laughs) we'll see probably probably whichever one i think is 
the other. So I thought Karen Gillan really knocked it out of the park uh, yeah. in this movie. She obviously not only had to play both good Nebula and evil Nebula, and she didn't. There was no. Um, she didn't have any scenery chewing lines like she's had in previous Guardians movies, but it was a very so it was a little bit more of a, a steady performance. But it, I mean, she had to bring it where she did, and she had to pull off both evil and good Nebula uh, yeah. to very compelling effect, especially when in her scenes with Gamora, and uh, you know she's she would be sort of the unheralded uh, MVP. Um, you know, I think the MVP of this movie is really Tony Stark. You know, as as, right. he, as for the entire MCU, but. I uh, can't be understated how well she, you know, how well her, how well she did, and and of course Nebula and Nebula's role, uh, yeah. Movie, and uh, so we we get again, like you said, Gamora is also in the the previous timeline as the they're both the daughters of Thanos, so they're on his ship at that time. This is before she goes to retrieve the stone from Quill uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll all end up playing into things later on. Um, back in so, uh, where do you want to go? Dark World or Time or New York City? Um, I think well, yeah. Well, there's specific points in uh, New York City. We touched upon New York City a bit. Let's just uh, do the Dark World real quick. Yeah. So go ahead. They get they get the Reality Stone. Uh, Rocket and Thor go to Asgard. Fat Thor, sorry, <laughs> go to Asgard to uh, retrieve. The reality stone from the ether, um, which the less we say about that, the better. Um, <laughs> but Fat Thor has um, serious doubts about his ability to do this mission, and so he, you know, seeks out his mother because that's the last day that she was alive. Uh, Rocket manages to track down the ether, get it out of Natalie Portman's Jane, and Thor, Fat Thor, gets. His hammer back, yes, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> and and well, and thank goodness they explained time travel the way they did. Otherwise, him stealing the, that hammer means that versions of Thor has no hammer, right? Um, which I guess just accelerates when he loses the hammer. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he makes Storm uh, Storm that his other weapon, you know, that much sooner. Um, but yeah, no, again, I think it was. Um, a nice little scene to have with his mother, yeah. uh, especially because you know, there's a lot of emphasis on uh, Odin, you know, in the, in the previous movies, but not yeah. a lot with his mom. So that was that yeah. was that was that was a, a very nice scene to have, and so, uh, yeah. it makes Dark World a little bit more, yeah. well, a little uh, bit more bearable, yeah, um, exactly. for its existence. Yeah. So back in New York City, uh, things do not go according to plan. Uh, <laughs> they try to retrieve the. Uh, oh, which one? Space Stone? Yeah. Mind Stone. Mind Stone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as, they, uh, as the original 2012 Avengers are escorting Loki out of the building after the big fight, uh, Hulk it was forced to take the stairs and was not happy about that. Shows up in the lobby and knocks out uh, present-day Tony Stark and uh, <laughs> forced the plan. <laughs> Uh, unbeknownst to him, um, Loki retrieves the s- Tesseract and disappears. Yes. yes. So that means that that thing is gone. Yeah. Uh, so they're missing that stone. Uh, Hulk is gone. S- sorry, pro- Professor Hulk. Yeah, Professor Hulk yes. has gone to the 
sanctum in New York City to try to get the time stone from the ancient one and has to convince her by to the get way a delight one. a delight to see the ancient one again yes always always good to see Tilda Swinton <laughs> she's great and everything too yeah and uh turns out she was uh fighting um the Battle of New York alongside the Avengers which was yep. um interesting um I mean, if that's all she could do is sort of repel lasers and not just use a time stone to kind of help out. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But it's all right. She's going to help the way she can. Yeah. Uh, So he convinces her to take it, even though she is very adamant that she will not give him (laughs) the time stone. Um, He convinces her by telling her that uh, Doctor Strange willingly gave up the time stone uh, in Infinity War. And so he must have had a reason for doing it. Yeah, so um, I gotta say, if 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 I was Is that the um, weakest part, yeah, if I was the ancient one, I'm not sure that really compels me to give up well, the most valuable uh, stone. But unless unless she went back herself to see it herself, which if she did well, that, she couldn't. She couldn't go full. She could if having watched all of the MCU movies <laughs> leading up to the release of Endgame, right? Uh, the the ancient one could only see up to her death, her, her death, right in the hospital. But right. she already knew what Stephen Strange was going to be or could be at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, she she really believed in him. Even then, back in, you know, <laughs> Avengers 2012. Uh, right, but, but she has no interaction with Hulk. It's not like she has any trust with, with him. No. You know, to say, oh, well, if Hulk is saying it, then it must be true. You know, he could be lying through his teeth. It could be Loki dressed up as Hulk, you know, to trying to get the time and- stuff. You know. thinking uh, uh, yeah okay I, it was a it's, little it's, yeah i get you <laughs> look i, I get, get you. it they, they I, can, to... I can nitpick on it but i'm not going to yeah. <laughs> i mean look they needed the stone so the rest of the movie could happen i it's not right. doesn't ruin the movie for me um you know but uh, to say she hands over the stone uh they still have to get oh the the time which one i'm so confused too many stones. So we're talking like two 60-year-olds <laughs> trying to discussing it. Yeah, right. It's yeah, uh... not a good sign. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, there's two stones in Stark Tower, I believe. Ah, one yep. in Loki's <clears throat> Scepter and the other one in the Tesseract. Loki absconds with the Tesseract. <clears throat> Captain America tries to get the uh, the other one uh, in a great scene, by the way. Uh, where they reenact or uh, it doubles the scene from the Winter Soldier in the elevator. Yep. uh, Where he fights everybody. Uh, Instead here, he just leans in and says, Hail Hydra. Right, right. (laughs) Which is great. Um, Great little nod to to Winter Soldier there. Yeah. And then we get Captain America versus Captain America. (laughs) Right, well, which... (laughs) harkens back to one of my my favorite star trek episodes of all time which started this whole phenomenon of when kirk battles himself you know one of these uh, clone epi- or not it's not a clone episode it's someone who can um has mystique powers basically and can change mm. him you know wherever they want um so that's always a delight when i see that when i see that yeah. uh, it was um, one of my favorite parts of the movie uh aside from when he at the end after he's defeated himself he looks at his his own butt and says, uh, "That is America's ass." Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a great line. But before that, when his, he says his older self or younger self, I guess, 
says, I can do this all day. And he just replies, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like that moment, like, Captain America finally sees in himself, like, right. what other people see from him. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I get it. I know. <laughs> just, uh, just give it to me. So, All right. I think we're running a little long here. So what, we what, are. Yeah, okay. I think let's yeah let's shoot to Act Three, which is yeah. why I want to spend. Uh, they go to the seventies to retrieve the other stone. Yeah. Uh, Tony Stark has a little interaction with his dad. Sure. Captain uh, America sees yeah. sees uh, uh, Agent Carter yeah. briefly, although he doesn't say anything to her. That yeah. plants a seed for something later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get uh, everybody comes back. To the present day, they assemble the stones in an Iron Man uh, hand. Yeah. And Hulk decides he's the one to take the damage from the gamma radiation and does the snap. It looks like everything's worked. Mm -hmm. And right as things seem perfect, uh, Thanos comes shooting through the quantum realm to the present day and blows the Avengers uh, compound to smithereens. Uh-huh. Killing no one. Killing no one. Killing no one in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Miraculously. So Villains have terrible aim. Yeah, so this was... So at this point when I was watching it, my initial thought was, man, we have not gotten a lot of Thanos. Or Thanos. And I was like, we cannot be ending this. saving it. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm like, they better be mounting to something good with him because if it's just like, you know, a short fight, you know, final scene or he's not involved in all. And I know he basically had his origin story in Infinity War, but, you know, for this for this series to culminate properly, they need a big battle with Thanos. And yeah. boy, did we get it. We got a big <laughs> uh, battle. But it was, but but it really all this built up to a really effective confrontation between him and yes. the, the basically the big three of the Avengers: yes. Thor, Fat Thor, Fat Thor, Iron I Man. Love Captain that they Earth. committed to that the entire movie. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and um, and of course Thor, did, you know, uh, Thor Thanos did not have uh, his Infinity Gauntlet at this time, but right. he had a different type of weapon, and we could really see what a boss he was, even you know without even without it, yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm trying. <laughs> this and his opening his opening monologue wasn't his best, but I still enjoyed it. I think it's something along the lines of uh, "You lost, and now you come back to me," or something. Here I am, with your loss. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Um, so you know, we get a couple. We get a couple cool uh, fan servicey moments, which works. You know, in sort of the set piece, of course, which is Captain America wielding uh, oh, Thor's hammer. That was- Everybody clapped during the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine too. And uh, you get to see all three of them battle him. And it leads to what I oh, think... Oh, we should also say, he, he makes the decision... The Thanos announces that he was misguided uh, in oh. destroying half the world because yes. there was too much grief and sorrow from the loss of half the world that the half that was still left couldn't move on right so he was going to take the stones this time and redo the entire universe yes so that there would be no um basically a a universal noah's ark kind of thing right well he's gonna be god him yeah Yeah. he's gonna rebuild the universe yeah and i thought that was a nice progression for him it's actually kind of logical progress and and not only that it, it gave the proper amount of stakes 
to Tony Stark doing what he ends up doing because Tony didn't want to sacrifice uh, what he basically his wife and daughter and the life they built with them just to right. go back in time and undo everything. Right. But right, now right. Thanos is saying, I'm going to wipe out everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and uh, now, right, and that not only raises the stakes, but it just makes Thanos that much more of a you know of the bad guy that you, that they just have to beat. Yeah. Um, and and Thanos unveils his like full arsenal of an army. <laughs> right, and that's when. <laughs> but then, and that's where I was going to go because most of their villains have been pretty beatable in the MCU world. You know, it's like, okay, they have some powers, but, you know, it all takes is, you know, this or that to happen. Thanos, Thanos with the gauntlet was very clearly unbeatable, you know, as basically as we find, as we found out. Right. But even without the gauntlet, he's still pretty damn unbeatable. Formidable. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't really had a villain quite like that. Um, You know, again, with just the three of them at work, you know, so they still couldn't, you know, defeat him basically. In fact, he basically had them all on the ground, right. withered, injured, bloody, and now he's bringing his entire army. <laughs> you know, yep. basically saying, "I'm going to wipe every." Now here comes his. Um, well, I shouldn't say that this isn't his burn the church moment. I think using the gauntlet was his burn the church moment. Right. Um, but um, but now he's like, "All right, I'm going to really enjoy." <laughs> you know, wiping, you know, yeah. killing every single one of you. Which it was is like, business before. Argh! get him you know before it was just business this is personal oh yeah now it's personal right <laughs> and then after that oh. all the chitauri are coming all of the ships are coming like all the all giant the floating monsters seen, oh man comes one of the biggest chill moments i oh. can remember <laughs> as like <laughs> authentic chill chill scenes when you see portals opening oh and i'm sorry even before one that, portal you hear Falcon, right? You hear, I think you hear Falcon at first. Uh, yeah, I can't. I gotta watch it again. Yeah, I do too. But like Cap, I think I think that's the first thing you see or hear is Falcon. Um, Maybe. Yeah, and then it's like, wait, like what's happening? Like what? And then like you see one portal open, and then Black Panther comes more. out, yeah. right? And the Wakandans, and, and then the audience cheers, you know. And then you see another portal open. I, I honestly, I forget who comes out next. I don't know. It's just I was so portal like, after portal starts oh opening. Yeah, right. And right. every everybody from like all the previous movies is back <laughs> and and ready to take on Thanos and ready to kick ass. Oh my and god, I, it is epic. And it's, it is awesome. <laughs> it's almost a week later, and I'm still getting chills just thinking about that like two or three minute stretch when like yeah. they're all coming out, they're all ready to kick ass, you know. And it's you know the battle scene we've kind of all been you know waiting for, you know, for eleven years. Um, it's just it's it's remarkable. Um, Spider Man returns. He gets to an <laughs> he gets to enable kill mode, which was just great. Nice callback to to when that first appears in in Homecoming. Yeah, it's right. Like no, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. So I mean, there's, oh, I, it's it was a, I I don't even know how long that that whole thing was. It could have been forty five minutes. It could have been, but it felt like ten. Right. Oh yeah. No. Totally. <laughs> totally. And, and, and it's just a huge battle. Everybody gets a moment. It seems. It felt pretty reminiscent of. The Ready Player One um, big battle at the uh, oh, yeah. that movie. Yep. 
that was the first thing that came to mind just in terms of the staging of it and um and I, I don't think they looked to that as an homage. I think they just happened to kind of turn out similarly. Right. Um, when you have that many characters, you know, on it, I think there's yeah. only a couple of different ways to kind of frame it. Um, everybody, everybody gets a moment. Uh, all of right. the, the, the guardians characters, yep, uh, get a moment where they basically like female power, like go after. <laughs> Which was awesome too, right? And um, like Scarlet Witch had her moment where she could oh take man. a child revenge on, Th- on Thanos, she, and she was uh, pissed. Right, Gar- the Guardians came back. Yeah, um, I, I I laugh at Drax. I mean, Drax is the MVP of the Guardians in my in, in my opinion. But man, he, he says, who knew? I know, no, I know. So weird. But, but like his powers are nothing. I mean, he is like he, all he does is just take his knives out and just jump on people and stab them to death. Hey, it works. Uh, oh, it works. Sure, you know, it absolutely works. Yeah, um, yeah. No, and it's and uh, but so it was just chill enough to get them all on the screen. You know, yes. Doctor Strange bringing them back. Now you kind of see. It took me. It took me a beat to understand. Oh, this is Doctor Strange's plans all along, but it made sense because mm-hmm. like once. Thanos had the stones. There was no like you just couldn't beat it. Like you There's, can barely yeah. beat him without the stones. You're not even if he had him. just one or two. It was he was right. basically unbeatable at that point. Which they hinted at Infinity War. They're like yeah, with two stones, he's the most you know indestructible powerful. person, yeah. right? Most powerful person on the planet. The so now the plan's coming to fruition, but there's still a goal to get because. Again, a very clever device. All the stones are in the gauntlet, and the gauntlet's yeah. sort of lying around like the football. Yeah, they're basically they... playing like uh, capture the flag or <laughs> yes. you know, keep away with with the uh, the infinity gauntlet that they've that they've created. Right, and right. it's at, at various points, it's in different characters' hands. Um, Black Panther has it for a while, and he's trying to to he hands it off to Spider Man. Spider Man hands it off to Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, a couple other a couple others have uh, have a shot with it yeah. for a little bit. And I want to give a little shout out to my man Ebony Maw. Um, I was really ex- <laughs> I I was really excited to see him again. I thought he was actually again an unheralded MVP of Infinity War. Um, I thought he's one of the best like villain henchmen of any type of genre I've seen in years. Mm. Um, he had you know badass powers. Uh, he had good speeches. He had good villainy vil- villainous uh, speeches. <laughs> Um, he was just a really effective character and a little bummed, uh, you know, I've seen Infinity War a few times. I'm bummed every time he had to die. I'm like, uh, oh, couldn't he, you know, hang around a little bit. So I, was I love to listen to you break down villains. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but so it was a delight to see him again. He had a couple scenes, you know, with, yep. with Thanos you know, before the invasion and, um, and he got a little bit of play in the battle, you know, because yeah. again, he's, he Thanos is obviously the biggest badass, but Ebony Maw is not to be messed with, you know. He's no. he's a destructive force, and um, that's one of my critiques is he didn't get enough screen time. He, he didn't get enough screen time in the battle. He got a little bit. He was in there. He was in there a little bit, but uh, I was kind of I was I was a little bummed about that. Yeah. I, I wanted more. I I, I want I wanted more, uh, and I hope. I hope he gets his own spinoff on Disney Plus. That that I will be all in on. I need an Ebony Maw prequel. Um, but it's I just just give me some speeches. Like does he does is there any other like maybe they could just have like a YouTube channel where he just does some speeches and Children of Thanos rejoice for now. <laughs> I'm not sure how well that would fly on Disney Plus. 
But maybe just like a YouTube channel or something. That, that might... uh, you know, I mean, maybe like he could be a preacher for good. Like maybe he was like a minister of a really good faith, like uh, back to his home planet before Thanos like conquers them. And then he turns to the dark side, like, you know, he could so you basically you, you want a, a Ebony Ma origin story. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. In, in. Uh, <laughs> good or bad you could be a villain or be a hero i'm fine either way um so, so. basically you're saying ebony maza three on your seer dark <laughs> oh oh my god he's like a five or six yeah <laughs> all you know is that ebony ma is in the movie and and <laughs> six and 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 ken if it's jason statham versus ebony ma oh my god just 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 here checking account here's my checking account just just take it <laughs> oh man tangent. <laughs> so so anyway I had to get, uh, yeah all right so I, I derail i derailed this a bit but uh um, so, so thanos finally gets his hands on the on the gauntlet after the avengers and everybody have been playing keep away with it and is going to do the snap he comes face to face with with tony stark one last time and he says to him, I am an inevitability and goes to snap and nothing happens. And Tony, in his last ditch effort to try to get the gauntlet away from him, or, or so Thanos thought, that he was actually just trying to get the stones. And so Tony's reply to I am an inevitability is to say, I am Iron Man. And then he snaps and he snaps Thanos and his forces out of existence. So not not to correct you, um, it, it's I am inevitable, not I am an inevitability. That's oh. a, I am inevitability is a little bit longer on the oh, tongue. It's not quite me. as uh, gripping as a. Uh, so as sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I didn't snap, want to step on your moment there. The but. second the, the 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 snap Tony snap happens, Thanos's forces all fade away to dust. Thanos himself sits down sits down and fades away to dust right before everybody's eyes. And then we see Tony and the infinity gauntlet has done a number on him. So I want to talk about Thanos for, for a second. So again, we, we had like a 30 minute chill scene basically with all the Avengers, you know, and some of them having their cracks at Thanos. And I'm not sure where I'm putting Thanos in my top in my top 10, 20 villains of all time yet. I need to sort of digest it a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. he he he's one of the best in recent memory just because they do a really good job. I mean, he's like he's so freaking hard to beat, you know, yeah. because he's super strong. He's strong as a Hulk, but much much smarter. You know, he's one of the smartest villains and yet the strongest. And all the Avengers and all the heroes are there. And they just can't beat him. You know, they just can't find a way to get over the hump despite him having no stones. And so I have to ask you, Ken. So, well, I won't ask you. I'll just tell you my reaction. The first the first time he tries to get the gauntlet and, snap, and snapped it, I acted like a 10-year-old. I screamed, <laughs> no. I screamed, no! <laughs> like, it was like, but that's how effective this movie was. Yeah. To a ten-year-old, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just like I was so lost in the moment, you know, that it was just, it was mm. the event. The, they just couldn't figure out how to beat him. And like, if he was still going to get it off, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I of course knew he wasn't. But you know, just in the moment, yeah. that's why I, I, I really admire what the Russos did here because again, they took a 
you know, it's after all this build up, after all the, the, the big chills seem to still have that moment where you mm-hmm. think for a split second he's going to do it again, you know, regardless. Oh. It's, quite, it's quite a directorial achievement. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess pour one out for Thanos. <laughs> moment of silence, at least for Greg. Well, and uh, <laughs> well, and his end was really good too. In that, it was really effective to him to just kind of sit down and yeah. absorb this. It wasn't some. He didn't go out screaming like most other villains do, or like no, you know. He just sort of like he just couldn't believe it. I, I my interpretation is he was just like in disbelief because again he thought he was inevitable. Like he right. was so resolute. You saw this in Infinity War too. Like he was, he extremely confident thought, in his in his mission, right? And, kind of, and in his in his his ability. Yeah, and he not that he thought he was sent from God, but he was sort of like he thought it was destiny that he was going right. to do this. Yeah, and he just couldn't believe and just sat down from exhaustion too. But just like I can't believe I lost, you know, kind of uh, mm. thing. And to be fair. Um, you know, everyone's sort of clapping back at his I am inevitable. Remember, Doctor Strange found a million, one million, three hundred and seventy something thousand possibilities. Yeah. Thanos wins in all of those possibilities yep. except for one. So he is kind of inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a great line. It's ninety nine point nine percent inevitable. I think he'd be, you know, fair to round up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out uh, what the best like sports analogy would be for that. Would it would it be the Clippers? Uh, I'm sorry, the Clippers. The Warriors blowing a three one lead in the finals. Mm. Um, Falcons blowing twenty eight three lead to that, the Patriots. I mean, dare dare I say? Um, yeah, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> no, I don't think that works because that was well, that was third quarter, end of third quarter. So it had to be like a. You know, honestly, the best one's probably Spurs versus Heat 2013 mm. when they're up five with like, you know, 20 well, seconds. I mean, think over. about it. Like the greatest regular season basketball team of all time, 73 wins, and they're up 3-1 in the finals. <laughs> that That's about as close as you can get to inevitable, I would think. Oh, right. Well, you, or, know? you know what the better one is? 18-1. Um, 18-1. Uh, well, all right. So anyways, Thanos dies. <laughs> <clears throat> 19 and 0 was inevitability uh, for your dear Patriots in 2007. But I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. I'm ashamed of myself. I didn't think of that first. I uh, I wish Patriots I had not brought it up. <laughs> <clears throat> I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> Let's just move on. Bill so, Belichick, you know Tom Brady. We are inevitable for 19 and 0. <laughs> okay, we get it. <sighs> All right, we can move on now. Oh, I've had, thank I've, God. I've had <laughs> it's all going to get cut, cut out. <laughs> it's all going to get cut. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right, so yeah, Thanos bites the dust, literally. Okay. Uh, and then Tony is basically, yeah, Tony dies from the Spoiler effects of the, uh, of the gauntlet. <laughs> <clears throat> Which we saw take a toll on Thanos. Uh, when he both times that he that he snapped uh, yeah. that he used it, uh, it took a it it withered the Hulk's arm when he used it to bring everybody back, and and Tony's just you know burned and and shriveled and all kinds of beyond repair basically, and uh, it's it's a fitting end 
to the character. Uh, he he begins the MCU with our, the Iron Man movie, and he closes out this big epic saga that everything was building to. Yeah. You don't have anything else to add? (laughs) (laughs) You go on a 10-minute soliloquy about the the, the greatness of Thanos. And (laughs) And Ebony Ma. Sorry, Ebony Ma. Ebony Ma, the spinoff series. (laughs) Ebony Ma, Disney Plus. (laughs) And then, yeah, Tony Stark dies. Yep. Crickets. Yep. (laughs) Thanks for showing up, Rick. (laughs) <laughs> now you know look yeah. look tony stark dying meh ebony yeah. maul dying oh no 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 i um i really i couldn't have i i again as i'm i was we've been saying for most of the movie i think the choices they made were perfect i yeah. i think they couldn't have a better ending for both tony stark and captain america it really was a fitting um, ending for tony yeah yeah it was um <laughs> You know, he gave him. You know, ultimately, he was a um, a uh, an ass for some of the movies. Yeah, selfish, uh, yeah. you know, billionaire. Right, right. Selfish playboy philanthropist, philanthropist billionaire. But uh, you know, even in Avengers, you know, he all, he was ready to give himself up with the nuclear bomb. You know, uh, putting that up towards the Chitari ship, and you know, and he gave himself up here again. Um, yeah, obviously with the, with the snap, the one possibility out of you know one point three million. So, yeah, it was, um, as many have pointed out, uh, the MCU is is nothing without um, Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Um, so it was pretty fitting to sort of make this sort of, you know, his culmination above yeah. all else and sort of closing his arc. Yeah. Um, and so he, he closes oh. out the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Uh, and then so you get a funeral for him after the fact. Um, uh Everybody basically from the MCU's there, um, more or less. Uh, I really want to know what Michelle Pfeiffer and um, uh, William Hurt got paid uh, to be in this movie because they're literally just in that scene. And Are you sure they weren't they digitally? Like Are sure they weren't digitally seconds. inserted into the movie? Even then, like you, you got to have something <laughs> in your contract about your likeness being used. That right. 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 You know, but yeah. like, they, they're they're only in there for the funeral. I mean, I, even honestly, Michael Douglas got like. I think both of them are pretty girl. happy. I think they're not exactly overwhelmed with projects right now, so they're probably yeah. both more than happy to uh, shoot down. Uh, you know, for a day. Yeah. <clears throat> so you know, you get the you get Tony's funeral, uh, which is touching and everything. Um, the and then the last kind of uh, goodbye. That we say to a character is is with Captain America, who goes uh, on the mission, the one last mission to return all of the stones to their original spots and, sure. and reset the timelines. <laughs> uh, and then he decides to uh, stay in the past and goes back to Peggy and reappears the, at the moment that he left as an old man. So there's hands been some- off. Hands off the uh, shield to um, uh, what's Fal- the guy's name? Falcon. Falcon. Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam. Yeah, Sam. So, so there's been a couple criticisms about this Captain America. Uh, really? Yes. Um, wow. So one of them, 
So I think one of them's valid and one of them's invalid. Uh, the invalid one is basically saying the real Captain America would never do that because he's all about honor and dignity and he wouldn't go back to the past and ignore all the threats that happened in that. Like he wouldn't just ignore the battle of New York. And I think that's totally yeah. unfounded because no. in the past yeah, he's right. going to, there's still a Captain America. Right. right. Still, he's still going to fight. He's just going to live in secret, right. you know, and uh, live his private life with Peggy. So I, I don't really get that criticism at all. Um, the second one is, and I think the New York Times article you cite, they actually speak to this and explain this, but it's not explained in the movie. By the rules of time travel they set, old old Captain America should not be showing up in their timeline because he mm. should have he should be in a divergent timeline, basically, um, if they follow the rules of time travel that they set. I, and the the director or not the producers do or the screenwriters do explain how it could or they say there's more to it than what meets the eye, which kind of hints at maybe there's something else going on for future movies. But it's it's kind of confusing in the moment because again they say the the future is the past. You go the past is your future, so and the timelines would not intersect. You know, it's not Back to the Future Part Two. Right. Uh, so that was that's a little messy on their part to sort of treat It'd the be. way they did, but uh, but it's I ignore it because it's I think it's a perfect fitting end. For Absolutely, Kyle, you know, to yeah. get to live the life he always wanted to live. Yeah, you know? and uh, now that the Infinity Stone, the Infinity Thread is over. Yeah. So we get we get uh, three Avengers that we lose: uh, Black Widow. Iron Man and Captain America. Mm-hmm. Although Cap doesn't really die, right? right. Um, in the movie, yeah, but, uh, but he's out of play for that right. timeline. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I remember we were doing the preview for this on the box office uh, preview pod, and the over under for deaths was, I believe, one and a half. That was the over under I gave you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You, that's the one you gave. Yeah. So it went over. We had we had two. Yep. yep. So I thought there would be more. So I was pleasantly surprised that uh, yeah, yeah, Thor goes off apparently to be with the Guardians of the Galaxy in Guardians Three. Yeah, that's a little surprising. I, again, it I is, but it also they they kind of make sense together. Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yep. Yeah. So some of these guys will continue on, and obviously there'll be a host of new superheroes. Um, they're going to keep making Avengers movies. They're just going to be the different cast of characters. Um, so, yeah, no, it was. Um, so you're planning on seeing you're planning on rewatching this again, right? Uh, yeah, I was I was planning to see it today on Wednesday. Uh, worked in um, my work schedule didn't work out that I could do that. Uh, but it should be able, I should be able to see it tomorrow and I'm going to see it again on Sunday. I believe. Mm-hmm. So I will. I'm very eager to go back and see how well it holds up. I think it's going to hold up pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm hoping really, to see this one, one yeah. more time. Um, the uh, I, I might come in in the middle of the first hour. I'm not sure if I want to <laughs> sit through the hour of them moping around again. Although I, I want to see them kill Thanos again. Like, oh, I do yeah. want to see that bit. But maybe I take an extended bathroom break or something, uh, you know, for the yeah, third. That's the nice group. thing about seeing it a second time. You don't need to worry about, you know, a bathroom break. You can just <laughs> right, right. go and as not long to worry about during the third missing hour. anything. Yeah, as long as it's not during the third hour, you know, yeah. that should be all right. But, uh, yeah, this is a very satisfying movie. Um, yes. 
Yes. Fan servicey, yes, but like all of it really feels earned to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I would have, yeah. So again, I would have changed two things. One is would have given Emily Ma a lot more screen time uh, <laughs> in this, and um, and two, I would have I would have reduced the fan service by like twenty percent. You know, not not well, wholesale. I would have I would have cut it down by like twenty percent, twenty three percent. I give it three and a half stars out of four. I gave it four and a half out of five. <laughs> What is five stars? Jeez, it's it's it works for me. Okay. Just for Avengers, you give an extra an extra star. No, I do five. I've always done five star ratings. Okay, okay. okay. I'm that guy. <laughs> You're that kind of. That's uh, <laughs> how I roll. All right. Um, anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I guess we're gonna have some time off. From do, uh, do, do we want to have this pod last as long as a movie? Like I, I don't know. Oh man, if that's if, the case, we still probably get like another <laughs> at least hour to go. Um, I, I, yeah. I have a lot more Ebony Maw uh, thoughts. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and you should you should probably put all of that into a letter and send that to Disney. I'm sure they would really like to hear your thoughts. <laughs> well, all right. Maybe they could like unsnap just him back or something. I don't know. And then like he could just show up as a villain in other uh, places. You know. Yeah. But, oh, you know what I just thought of. What. What do you think the encounter was like when Captain America returned the Soul Stone to Vormir? Because Red Skull's there. Mm, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how would Captain America get to Vormir? I I don't know. Huh. But he had to, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Can you return a Soul Stone to Vormir? Yeah, that's a good question. I have no idea. That's a very good question. Yeah. yeah. You have to get to Asgard too. I mean, or maybe yeah. do, do you think he finds the collector again and just gives all six stones back to him? You know, and uh... <laughs> the collector is the new big bad for the uh, Phase Four and beyond. No, I mean, you know, why not give one to him? Why not six? All right, I think we're getting a little loopy here. So yeah, I think so. You got anything else? No, that's it. All I, right, I so... the plug. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we've gone long enough. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back. Uh, not with a special, but you can hear us on the Ripple Effect. You can hear us on the uh, um, Box Office Preview Podcast mm-hmm. and uh, other you know various things. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye.